Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Second hour of Oilers Now. It's 106 in Edmonton. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex. Digitex has our office printer and supply needs covered. They do it all and could be doing it for you right now. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Fall the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris where you can dine for $120. You can text us 630-630. That's brought to you by Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. And you can call us 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Creek Resort and Casino. They have Nazareth on August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. The World Cup going on right now. Spoiler alert, Russia has uh, just scored. They lead Egypt 1-0 50 minutes into that game. Speck, uh, I know Bob loves talking about the World Cup on this show. I actually have been a little bit too because I've found a lot of these games very entertaining. I don't know about you. Are you you a soccer guy? Uh, You know what? I'm not a soccer guy in terms of watching it all year-round. But... Any sport played at this level, any sport where entire countries are this wrapped up in it, how can you not? Yeah. First of all, it's the highest possible level of football in the world. So if you don't like this, then you don't like sports. And it gives us something to watch at work. You know, I can watch about that. Oh, for sure. But I would watch, uh, you know, rugby played at this level. I would watch uh, a lot of sports played at this level that I might not watch the rest of the time right it's just it's just fabulous and it's it matters so much i mean i thought columbia was a was a sort of a poorer country they must have had thirty thousand fans in russia this morning watching their team play <laughs> maybe there's a whole bunch of columbia's in russia i don't know yeah it's cool to watch all the uh, countries get together and it's just beginning here uh it'll be a lot of fun moving forward once we get to the knockout stages we were just talking about this quickly off the air here spec and uh, there has been a text asking us about this. News out of Columbus that Panarin won't sign an extension as per Elliot Friedman and Columbus is shopping him. Wonder if Columbus would move Panarin to the Oilers for Jesse Pogliarvi and a piece. Hmm. Well, he has one year left, right? Spec, we were talking about that. 82 points last season. He was dynamite uh, early in that uh, playoff series against the Capitals. Every time he touched the puck, I was scared. He's a great player. He was going to do something. Right shot. He's an awesome player. But um, 
he's got one year left, and then he's probably you know if he what if he goes out and gets you forty goals? Now you can't yeah. afford him. You know, now he wants $11 million. Uh, so, you know, I would say that the Oilers have their two really expensive forwards. In fact, the third in Lucic. But um, I'm just not sure they're in a position financially to deal with a guy like Artie Panarin. For one year, yeah. But after that, I doubt it. Yeah, $6 million on his contract. He's 26 years of age. Yeah, he's going to cash in big time in free agency. Yeah, why wouldn't he? You know, but man, he would look good next to McDavid or Drysaddle, especially well, on the power course. play too. Oh boy. Yeah, he's a exceptionally good player, right shots, all those things. And, you know, remember, it's easy to say send Paul Yarvi to Columbus because Yarmo Kekalainen is the gym there. But you will recall mm-hmm. that Jarmo Kekalainen is the one general manager that could speak Finnish, that could really get inside on on uh, Jesse Pugliarvi on draft day, and he chose not to draft the player. So that might just be the one GM in the NHL that you can't trade Jesse Pugliarvi to. Well, to be devil's advocate of that, maybe you just like Dubois that much more. And Dubois well, looks like the better player so far, so right. he made the right so choice. He was right. So that that's another way to look at it. But yeah, that is I, I do get what you're saying too. So I thought that's the first thing I thought about when I when I saw that about Paul Arby too. So you never know. But uh, it is interesting. It's another big name that could be out there here as uh, we get closer to the draft and uh, to free agency. The news of the day, by the way, if you're just tuning in. Hoffman traded twice today, going from Ottawa to San Jose and then from San Jose to Florida. And News yesterday, Barry Trotz leaving Washington. Maybe we'll get to that as we move along. But right now, we're just going to focus a little more on the draft and what happens on the draft floor spec with the Oilers. Because, you know, going back, speaking of Pulley it seemed like when the Oilers drafted him that year, there were all kinds of deals on the table. They were talking with other teams. Once DeBlaw was taken, it was like, okay, maybe the Oilers would have had a deal on the table. But then once Pulley was there, like, okay, we're taking this guy. So I guess it all yeah. changes depending on who's there. And maybe that's the case once again for the Oilers here with pick 10 because we don't know which players are going to be there. There could be yeah. a wild card in the mix ahead of the Oilers. There could be trades as well ahead of the Oilers. So we have to wait and see what happens. But it is interesting, the dynamics of being on that draft floor and seeing it all shake down. Well, here's what what you know, right? They have the Oilers realize that they're not getting several of these guys. You're not getting Dolan. You're not getting Svechnikov. You're not getting Brady Kachuk. You know, you're probably not getting. You're not getting Philip Zadina. You know, so there's five, and even obviously they've got five more picks after that. Yeah. So realistically what Keith Gretzky and, and Shirelli will do is say okay let's there's say two guys that we love here if one of those two guys is there we're just drafting them and that's what we're doing which is what happened with Pugliarvi when he was open they just yeah. closed off all lines of communication and went to the podium um, if their guys are gone and the guys that are left are maybe players that perhaps they don't favor uh, any prepared general manager will have spoken with um, the teams that are at you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, because you don't want to drop down too far. But Chiarelli will have already spoken with those general managers, and out of those five, generally speaking, you'll have, you'll have been able to make a tentative, plausible deal with, say, the 13th pick. And that team will say, I'll tell you what, if this guy's still open at 10... 
we might make a deal with you. Well, if it works out, now you, remember you don't have much time to, to start. You can't start from scratch on a trade on the draft floor. You can call a timeout. I guess you get what two minutes or something. Uh, you need to have the deals, the framework in place, and Chiarelli will have, I guarantee you, the framework of a deal or two in place to trade down. Uh, and then you think fast. You know, you talk to your scouts. You you go off your plan. You don't make it up as you go. Right? You, you, your entire draft room has made the decision on, let's say, the two players that you're going to go with if they're there. And you don't change your mind in the draft floor. You go with the plan you made all week. And let's see how it unfolds for Edmonton. So, you know, I'll tell you this. If they trade the pick, it's because a couple of guys they liked went. And then he says, ah, we can trade down and maybe get something. We do have some breaking news spec involving the Oilers. They have signed Matt Benning to a two-year contract oh, extension. Good. Just seeing if uh, they released the uh, terms of the contract extension, which they have not. But uh, it is a two-year deal, so... Another uh, player off the checklist for the Oilers here. They still need to assign Darnell Nurse and Strom. I think those are the only two remaining RFAs. But uh, Benning is now uh, locked up. And uh, we can say Ryan Rashog just we had a 1.8 and $2 million for Benning. So that to me seems pretty fair. Uh, 1.8 and $2 million for Benning. Yes, I think that is fair. Uh, he is a... You know, I think that you hope he uh, really... Sh- they kind of played him as a... It's kind of hard to tell with the Oilers pairings. Is he a second-pairing defenseman? I mean, I think he, he's the kind of guy you think will be a second-pairing defenseman for you. Um, yeah, those are fair numbers. Think of it this way, Brendan. The average NHL salary is now $3 million. Is it 3.1? It's 3.1 yeah, or 3.08 so, yeah. or something. Um so, you know, you talk about the Kajula signing, 1.5 each for two years. Well, that's half of the average salary in the NHL. I mean, is he half as good as the average player? You know, I would think that... I hope Drake Kajula could be half as good as average. Uh, and and Benning the same. You know, he's making 1.82 million. I think that's, that's commensurate with not only what he brings, but what you hope he's going to bring. As a mm-hmm. defenseman gets into his third and fourth season... Uh, this is where we really find out what kind of player you have here. Yeah, I like Benning a lot, too. He's a Me gamer. Too. He what? battles hard. He has some offensive instincts. Still maybe some room to uh, grow there. And uh, he can step up and lay a hit as well. So. Yeah, no, all of those areas of his game will mature, you know. Yeah. Uh, we, I think we'll see him shoot the puck more. I think we'll see a little bit of offense come from his game. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be a 45-point guy, but I think we'll see him become more offensively confident. I think he, you know, he's learned he can step up. You can step up now and not have to fight all the time, although he would if he had to. Mm-hmm. And I like the player. Like I like, I like where he comes from. You know, he comes from a really almost hockey royalty in Edmonton, right? The Benning family. Uh, not only have they obviously, you know, dotted themselves all around the NHL, but Elmer Benning and and you know Mrs. Benning, Liz Benning are. Like, they're just all great people, right? They're just fabulous people, the Bennings. And I've gotten to know Matt, who got married this summer, by the way. Um, really good quality kid on your team. Play for my team every day. Well, I still love what he did against, uh, you know, San Jose. He stepped up and tried to fight his own battle against uh, Kane there late in the season. Yeah, right. So. Oh, yeah. Because he was raised in the game, and yeah. he knows when that it's time for something like that to happen. You know, I'm sure that Brian, his father, talks to him about playing defense in the NHL. I'm also sure he doesn't have to tell him when it's time to do what mm-hmm. he did that night. Guarantee you he doesn't. 
100%. So that's another uh, player signed by the Oilers. Uh, of course, you talked about Kajula as well, signed uh, late last week. Hmm. And it seems like a lot of Oilers fans are a little bit upset about the $1.5 million. They know 1.3 seems fair, and they're all upset about the 1.5. So, yeah. Uh, aye, aye, aye. I, mean, I mean, if he can score 20 goals, he's worth that every day of the week. It's a big if, but... Uh, listen, he's just coming into his third pro season. Yeah. You know, this is when we start to see players. He had a good rookie year, not a very good sophomore year. And this is when we see if a player bounces back. They don't all bounce back, right? I'm here to tell you, sometimes they don't bounce back. And then you go at the end of two years, you go, you know what? Thanks for coming. We'll find someone else. I think that there's bounce back in Kajula and Drake Kajula. I think there's a ton of player there. And, you know, if you end up with him as your third line left winger on a good team, I think you could live with that. It's uh, 117 in Edmonton. We'll take a timeout. More uh, Stoffer Inspector. Today it's Ulrich Inspector as Bob Stoffer is flying to Dallas for the draft. When we come back, we'll put Speck on the spot. We'll uh, ask Mark who he thinks the uh, Oilers will take with the 10th overall pick. And uh, we'll also update you on the soccer game. Russia all over Egypt right now at the World Cup. It's uh, 118 in Edmonton. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, Pro-Am Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oscar Clefbaum from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Shed. Right, it's 121 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich, Mark Spector with you here on Oilers Now. Breaking Oilers news today. They have signed Matt Benning to a two-year contract extension. Uh, credit to Ryan Rashog for putting out the uh, dollar amount that he will be getting. It's 1.8 the first year of the deal and then $2 million, $2 million the second year of the deal. And I can tell you that Matt Benning will join us on Oilers Now after the 1.30 news. So... Big uh, shout-out to JJ from the Oilers PR team for hooking us up with uh, Benning here so quickly on the show. So that's after the one thirty news. But for now, Speck is uh, in studio for a few more minutes here, as he is every Tuesday on Oilers now for Horse Racing Alberta. All right, Mark. Should I put you on the spot here? I know you're, uh, you've been uh, doing your draft prep for the last couple of months. So. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, the, what's the question? Who the order's oh, going to pick at 10, yeah. right? It's completely dependent on who everyone else picks. You know, we're not, we used to have these conversations. Uh, I mean, let's go back to Taylor or Tyler. Uh, even when you're at three or four, you could say, okay, well, you know what? If they don't get this guy, they're going to get that guy. Uh, you start to dip down to 10, and it's completely dependent on who goes ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and with a list that I think, um, you know, I like to think that probably the top four or five are, I think we know who they're most likely going to be. Certainly the, do- the group of Dolan, Svechnikov, Philip Zadina, some guys say he's dropping. He's not dropping that far. Brady Kachuk. I mean, I, I'd be all over Brady Kachuk. 
Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> there's four right there. You know, Wallstrom is a is a good sized right winger that could score like crazy. So, and then there's a bunch of defensemen, and you know, I, I, I come from that school like a lot of guys that say just draft centers and defensemen. Don't bother drafting wingers. You can make your center a winger. So, um, you know, I'll go out in the limb and and I I kind of think. I, mean, I think they should draft a defenseman if they can find the right guy, uh, an offensive-oriented defenseman, the guy that puts points up. Um, because you know Ethan Bear is that guy, but I think you could use you could buttress that position and hope that one of them makes it. So that takes me to Ty Smith and uh, who's the one that falls down? Does Adam Boquist fall all the way down to ten? I wonder. Yeah, I mean he could go in the top five. He could go right. Out of the top ten, I don't know. He's sort of uh, a wild card. He really, he really is. So that's the kind of guy that they may have on their list to say, if he's there at ten, we're just going to draft him as fast as we can. Uh, so, you know, I, I really, th- I mean, I don't know. That, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've watched all these juniors play. I don't know of any of these guys that are going to walk in and help you next year uh, that will be in the Oilers' neighborhood. They're not getting a guy yeah. that's coming to help them next year. That's fair. Right. So really, then let's just do what good organizations do. Pick a really good player, develop him properly, and have him show up when he shows up and and help your team win down the road. The Oilers have to lose that mentality of we're drafting to make our team better in September, right? That's not what we're doing here anymore, hopefully. That's not what they're doing anymore, right? Draft players, develop them properly. And if Yamamoto now turns pro, well... That doesn't mean he has to turn pro in the NHL. He could turn pro in Bakersfield like most teams do. So I think that's where we're at. See who's there and and get the best one and be patient with them. So maybe the better question asked, will they make the pick? I really... You uh, seem to be alluding to that they likely will. I, I, I am sort of of the mind that... that you know, I'm not a fan of the team. I cover the team objectively. I'm not here to cheer for them. Uh, if I was a fan of the team, I would hope very much that they would make the pick. Mm. Because, again, good teams, you know, the value of a high draft pick is so hot, much higher today than it was even five, six years ago. Like, you just have to keep accumulating young players. Look at the oil. Now they're looking for a right winger the, for dry settle. Well, they do have Pugliarvi and Yamamoto, two guys they drafted mm. in the first round. Right, so had they traded those, you know, one of those guys might be there this this season or certainly next season. So you can't trade away tenth overall picks. These guys are too good. So you got to make that pick, man. I'm with you 100. percent And I've been on that uh, road all along since even after the day Shirelli spoke to me and he said maybe they would consider trading the pick. At the end of the season, I was like, we have Keith Gretzky here. Seems like he knows what he's doing at the draft. There you go. Let's uh, give him a first-round pick. Let's give him a second-round pick and see how many guys you can hit on. Right. So Hire smart people and then get out of their way and let them work. That's how good businesses run. It's 126, Spec. I know you are leaving here very shortly. Um, We have a minute and a half, two minutes left. Um, Anything else you wanted to hit on before uh, you go? Because... uh, Likely by next Tuesday, there's going to be a lot more news to talk about. So, oh boy, uh, what day is July first this year? I believe it's a Sunday. I want to. Yeah, say. I think it is a Sunday too. So, I yeah, don't, it is a Sunday. I, you know, this is this is where you shape your free agency needs. How do you do here at the it, at the five days before the draft? Uh, you know, can you get in on a deal? 
right? Let's say he's got two itches he needs to scratch, Peter Chiarella. Let's say, let's both agree that they, they're looking for a top six forward. They're looking for a right winger for dry saddle, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think they really need one. Uh, I'd rather see them acquire one than, than just push Pogliari or Yamamoto into that hole. Uh, and they are looking for a defenseman that can move a puck. You know, that guy we've been talking about, Krug, Barry, uh, Falk, you know, someone of that nature. So if he's got those two things, it would be nice to check one of those boxes off before the draft starts. That would be helpful. Uh, then if you go to free agency, then you see what happens. And maybe you don't scratch the other itch, but you got to scratch one of them here. And uh, that's where Pete Chiarelli has to try to get the problem solved, acquire the player, but not at the expense of, you know, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Because at some point, you have to stop the flow of talent away from this organization. Thanks for popping in, Mark. Hey, uh, I want to talk fun. a little bit about uh, Trots, but we don't have time for that. So Trotsy? I'm still a little bitter that Trots is leaving. Uh, yeah, you're bitter. Sounds like Reardon Reeder, should be a good coach as well. Yeah, They've been well, molding him to be the guy, I guess. So we'll see. Yeah, replacing a <laughs> staunch veteran with yeah. a raw rookie. That usually works <laughs> well, doesn't it? <laughs> it's hard to stomach after you win the Stanley <laughs> Cup with Trots, and now you're like, okay, why couldn't they work it out? But uh, and I know there were a few other issues going on behind the scenes that we likely won't hear about, but... Uh, it's uh, it's a tough one to swallow. No hey, that. don't worry about next year. You just won a cup yeah. like six days ago. Just well, enjoy now I have it the for itch, a while. You know, I'm still living off the Cubs victory. <laughs> what two, three? Well, you just told ago, me man. they're going to win again. So That's you're okay. you're, you're just, still a little I'm sky still... high after that. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> I, now that I'm used to winning, I want to keep winning. Right? It's like it happened finally. Now I want the Bengals. You're not to win. winning. Oh, the That's Bengals. probably never going to happen. But oh yeah, the <laughs> we'll Bengals. See. Oh no, it's right around the corner for the Bengals. I think next year. All right, Spec. Enjoy the draft this weekend. Have some fun, and I don't know. You'll be probably watching the Eskimo game on Friday, too, so we didn't even talk about that. I'll keep them both on. I could, didn't stay up for the conclusion, the gripping conclusion of that last Eskimo game, uh, but it was a good one, and they won a game they need to win. Matt Benning will be on with us when we get back, but first, uh, Eileen Bell has your one thirty news update.